And they were like, you can't sit for the exam if you don't have your ID. And I was like, oh my God, I just, you know, like this is going to be the worst day of my life. It's an interesting area of law to be in as as all of this technology continues to develop. And it's terrifying because kids, you know, a lot of times know how to use this stuff better than their parents do. It's allowed me to be able to, you know, continue to do something that I love and, you know, write an article every month for, um, you know, another outlet so that I can keep doing doing the fun stuff on the side. is Liz Lash, and you're listening to Entering the Bar. Us lawyers may have passed the bar, but at the end of the day, we often find ourselves entering the bar. And on the call today, we have Katie Laura. Katie, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for being here. So Katie... I hear you work at a wonderfully named place called Karoo. <laughs> you know, tell us, tell us uh, what that is and, and, and what you do there. Yeah, absolutely. So Karoo stands for the Children's Advertising Review Unit, and we are part of the Better Business Bureau. And we, uh, we work exclusively with advertising directed to children. And uh, we kind of look at everything. We have our own guidelines um, that the industry um, voluntarily follows from, you know, safety. So, you know, making sure if kids are swimming, that there's parents present, making sure that kids aren't, you know, using electric toys, like, you know, oven, you know, easy bake oven, stuff like that without parents around. Um, Probably a good idea. (laughs) Yeah. Like disclaimers, (laughs) disclosures, making sure sweepstakes are advertised properly. Um, and then also we handle, um, the online privacy stuff as well. And we also help, um, administer the federal children's online privacy protection act. So when we see violations of any of these things, whether it's our guidelines or the law, um, we seek, uh, compliance through voluntary cooperation of advertisers. So what would happen is we see, you know, say a commercial or we see an instance online where we think that a company is not complying, then we open an inquiry up with them and say, you know, hey, here's what we see. This is what we're concerned about. And uh, then they have a chance to respond to us and say, you know, hey, you're right. You know, like this slipped through the cracks or, you know, we didn't know that that law existed or we didn't know about that guideline or, you know, hey, we think that we actually are complying and here's why. Um, And then we write that up in a case uh, report and then we send out a press release, um, you know, to say what our findings are. And um, I'm happy to say that we have a very, very high compliance rate with companies. Most companies um, are very happy to work with us and a lot of times it really is, you know, an innocent mistake where, you know, it slipped through. There's a lot of turnover in the marketing industry and, you know, new people come in and sometimes aren't aware of all of the regulations um, and, you know, guidelines that exist. So um, we, I, I think we do good, good work and, you know, good thing, good service to the industry. The, the whole media landscape is changing so quickly that even for adults, you know, sometimes it's hard to tell with, influencers and celebrities like when things are sponsored when you know people are being genuine when they're you know 
Um, so yeah, it, it's an interesting area of law to be in as, as all of this technology continues to develop. And it's terrifying because kids, you know, a lot of times know how to use this stuff better than their parents do. So oh, for sure. <laughs> it's like innate that they know which way is to swipe to do, you know, the different functions of these apps. And, you know, to me, like, when I go on to monitor something or to review um, something, we also have a safe harbor program at KRU where we will review your app or your website mm -hmm. and make sure that it complies with our law, with our guidelines, as well as COPPA. And I swear, sometimes like I go on these apps and I'm just like, you know, it takes me like a good 20 minutes to like really get in there and be like, okay, I understand <laughs> how this game works now. I was just on one yesterday and I was like, you know... I'm sure, you know, my coworkers, people in the office who don't work at KRU are probably walking by, like, I'm like laughing and like, you know, playing all these games. But like, it really took me a little while to figure out like, okay, so you tilt your phone this way and this ball moves. So it's, uh, <laughs> you know, that's the perks of the job. Being that's right. I'm, I'm ready games. to start working there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that that's, that's really in and, and a, a great service, especially because. I feel like it gives, you know, the opportunity to fix your mistakes before, you know, sort of getting hit on the head with fines and penalties yes, and things absolutely. like that. And I, yeah. I think that companies sometimes are happy to hear us come knocking on their door because sure. much better us than the FTC. Um, and, you know, we yeah. work with you, we get you into compliance. Um, and then through our members, we do also have like a pre-screening program where companies can send storyboards, rough cuts, you know, even just call us up and say, hey, you know, this is the concept we're planning to do for this ad. Do you see any red flags? So, you know, before they start investing time and money into something that we can say, uh, hey, like pump the brakes here. That's a really bad idea. Um, right. And, you know, you would right. think that like most of the stuff would be obvious, but but sometimes we catch things and we're just like, what were they thinking? You know, like they, <laughs> there was one commercial, I will never forget it because they wanted to have um, one of the mascots from something locking kids in the freezer. And what? we were like, no, no, that's <laughs> a really no not okay idea. No. And, no. you know, then it, of course, like the new people had sent this concept and, you know, the, the older the veterans came back and they're like, we wouldn't, it wouldn't have made it through us. Don't worry. But, you know, so usually it's, you know, not something so obvious, but um, it, it is a good service so that, you know, companies can not have to deal with an inquiry from us because of course it's time and money and sometimes hiring a lawyer and you know, uh, all yeah, that. Exactly. Because inevitably, you know, something like the idea you just said, like locking kids in a freezer, good yeah. idea to have some common sense, you know? Yes. In yeah, and just have like a fresh eye <laughs> yeah. look at it, you know, right, sometimes right. you're like, oh, yeah, right. Okay, yeah, yeah that is not yeah, safe. Okay, <laughs> probably not a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, well, that that's really interesting work. And, um, you know, one of the other interesting things, and um, certainly you're very informed when you do this, is, you know, I know that you do some freelance writing on the side. Um, so I'm do. sure you bring your the side hustle, your side hustle. I love the side hustle. <laughs> so tell me about the side hustle. I 
decided like I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to start like looking for a job. And I started blogging kind of as something to just keep me busy. My husband now then boyfriend, he just started business school. And so he was like, you need a quiet time activity because every <laughs> night I was like watching TV and you know, something funny would happen. It'd be like, you have to watch this. You have to see this. And of course he's like, no, I need to study and you need to be quiet. Yeah. Um, and so it was either that or I was going out five nights a week and with no income that was not working out great. Um, So for like about a month, I started um, my first blog was called Smarty Panties. And um, I actually I sent out my own press release on my behalf to like all the beauty (laughs) PR companies. That's great. Um, And uh, yeah, so that was really fun. But then I went on a vacation and I was like, uh, I'm going to write about this. And I, when I was at the Four Seasons in Hawaii, um, you know, we had paid for everything. We were sure. going there. Yeah. And uh, then I, I asked to like talk to the manager and I sure. was like, hey, you know, I'd love to interview you and, you know, tell you what I'm doing. And yeah. uh, they gave me a free, you know, class about like perfume blending. And I think Ooh. like this monster in me was born where it's like, oh, like I could get, you know, like a free experience and like then write about it and share it with people um, and tell them if I think that's worth, you know, my, my time and money. And, um, so then I, I got into the travel stuff and then traveling panties was born, um, as kind of a, another, uh, site that I did for a while. Uh And, um, as I was doing that, I started, uh, writing for different outlets. I kind of started, uh, different, like, I think cheapo air, you know, like smaller (laughs) sites that had different travel blogs and they would, I would get emails like, Oh, Hey, we love your blog. You know, would you want to write something for us? And of course to them, it's free content. But to me, I was like, sure. You know, it's a link to my site legitimizes me. Um, and so I just kept kind of moving up in the ranks. I got, uh, started writing for voters and then I wrote for us news and world report. Um, I was a contributor at Huffington post for a while. Um, and now I do Forbes, New York travel. Um, and you know, it's, yeah, yeah, I get invited to like a lot of press and media openings for different shows, which is fun. Take Um, me with you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I know people, I feel like my family, like people, you know, my sister's like, what, you can't take him to that. like you always take me to that event. So, um, it, it has its perks. Yeah, um, it it, it's a good balance because I do work at a nonprofit. Um, you know, we don't it necessarily get paid as much, I'll say as corporate firms, but you know, of course <laughs> right. the hours right. are a little more, uh, not a little more, a lot more flexible. Um, it's allowed me to be able to, you know, continue to do something that I love and, you know, write an article every month right. for, um, you know, right. another outlet so that I can keep doing, doing the fun stuff on the side. Yeah. Yeah. You're living the dream, Katie. <laughs> Trying, trying. Well, that, I mean, that's a great balance. And that's what I think, you know, at a certain point, maybe people don't realize about, you know, being lawyers. They're like, if I can't be a corporate lawyer, I can't be, you know, that's it. You know, like I'm done. And, you know, I think it's nice to hear about other paths that are available. And it sounds like what's nice is that your work and your life sort of balance each other, right? Like it sounds like you bring certain experience to your review, you know, during work. And then you also bring your experience with, you know, 
what do you do about media and what do you do about, you know, advertising in your own work, like that kind of. Yeah, no, definitely. I feel like, um, you know, becoming a blogger, um, I learned social media, you know, I took classes, I would take workshops, um, you know, and of course that was really just to bolster my own social media following and how to do that. And, um, when I started at Kiru, um, we didn't have any social media presence. And to be fair, it was 10 years ago, you know, a lot of companies didn't, especially, you know, smaller ones, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, without a budget to like hire someone to be like, okay, teach us. Um, (laughs) so I was, you know, I just kind of took it upon myself to create a blog, to create Twitter, Facebook. Um, and I think that, you know, I, I do still run those things for our office, um, so that we do have a presence and that, you know, we, reach younger, um, you know, audiences. And we try to, through our blog, you know, mostly we work with companies and, um, on that side of things, but with our blog and with our Twitter, you know, we try to also have some contact with parents and families and, you know, put out tips for, you know, buying connected toys and using connected toys in the home and, you know, stuff like that so that we can, you know, provide our kind of input to that audience as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's and I think that's the way you reach people today. You know, yeah, it's I mean, it's always been it's funny because, you know, privacy and advertising are so interlinked, you know, but um, I mean, just more so as you get along. And how does anybody ever hear about you is through social media now. So true. Yeah. I mean, there's still the old word of mouth, you know, let's not Let's not denigrate that, but, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> otherwise it's, I read about it on Reddit. I read about yeah. it on, you know, saw it on Instagram, you yeah. know, and I mean, it's overwhelming, honestly. I know it, it, it really is. There's just like too many outlets yes. where you can yeah. get information from that. It's just like, you know, it, it's amazing that we're all even seeing the same things because like with so much yeah, programming and content, like if something, you know, actually does go viral, like I feel like it's a real feat these days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because even though, you know, we're all watching this different content in different forms, a lot of it ends up being the same on different media channels, just different ways of reaching it. And in the end, when things snowball, it ends up you know, people, there is that, you know, people talk to each other and it's like, oh, did you, did you watch, you know, Stranger Things? Oh yeah, that's great. And before you know it, it, you have this bulk of people watching the same thing or taking in that yeah. same content, which is a really fascinating phenomenon when you think yeah. about it. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, one thing I wanted to ask you is, um, you know, relating to, uh, to the name of my podcast. And I ask this about everybody is, do you have any good stories about, you know, entering the bar? <laughs> so my first entry into the bar was the day that I went to go take the bar exam. Uh-huh. And, um, you are, you know, you're not allowed to like bring anything in there. Um, uh-huh. Unless I guess, you know, if you have a laptop, the year that I took the bar, I think was the first year they allowed people to start doing that. And I was like, hell no, you know, like I had never (laughs) taken an exam on a computer. Um, They didn't do that at our law school yet. And I was just like, no, like I just want it written. So anyway, I went, I, you know, 
show them my ID, I get inside. And somewhere along the way between me getting inside and showing my ID, I went to sit down and then the proctor came over and asked to see my ID and have me sign. And I lost my ID. And they were like, you can't sit for the exam if you don't have your ID. And I was like, oh my God, I just, you know, like this is going to be the worst day of my life that I just spent all this time doing this. And so I got up, I was running through the Javits Center, looking on the floor, freaking out. I'm, you know, people are like saying hello to me that I see from law school. And I'm just like, you know, my face is just like this terror stricken. And they're like, oh my God, are you okay? And I'm just like, I can't talk. I'm, you know, basically scrounging on the floor looking for it. Um, I go back, sit down, they come over and you can tell the person who's sharing the table with me is like, please be quiet and like take your stress (laughs) elsewhere. Yeah, Um, Yeah. So the proctor came back and they're like, well, you can start the exam, but if it's not found, you know, during the morning, I don't know what we're going to do. So I started taking the bar thinking that, you know, I was essentially going to have to just like throw it away or somehow try and get home during lunch, get my, you know, passport or something and like get back. Uh, And luckily, like about 20, maybe 30 minutes in, someone came over and laid my ID on my desk and they're like, well, have you signed during the break? And I was, Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> um, and I passed the bar luckily and did not have to deal with taking it again. But I was just like, in my mind, I was like, no, if I can't take it today and this is it, like I'm, I'm not taking the bar. Like that's it. <laughs> I was like, I will not be a lawyer. Like I will have to rethink things and somehow, um, so yeah, good times. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. And, and just, this is a, a side note for non-lawyers. You're just a ball of stress, you know, when, yes. it's, when, <laughs> when, when you're taking the exam. I mean, I, I, I had an experience where it was, I was one of the first people to do with laptops and I had a laptop that kept looking like it was going to fail. I must've sent it in like three times before it went. So of course, you know, what happens my first day I take the exam, no problem, and then I can't upload it. And, you know, the Uh, doctors are like, well, you have a USB key. That'll be fine. I'm like, and I didn't trust it. And so I went to get my laptop imaged because I was paranoid, you know, because that's what you are when you're taking the exam. Oh, absolutely. Right. And I, you know, and I saved the, the image. And sure enough, like three months later, I'm just about to start my clerkship. And they're like, oh, yeah, so the USB key didn't work. And and also you <gasps> uploading it from the in- image thing didn't work. So we need you to send it right now or you're going to fail. You know, <gasps> and there's nothing that strikes terror in your heart like <gasps> like that. Right. So it's like I had to drop everything, run to like downstate New Jersey, you know, or, or home oh. in Westchester. I don't even remember anymore and mail it in. It was having a total fit, you know, but it all worked out, you know. Was, oh, oh, my God. Yeah. That is terrifying. And that is exactly what my biggest nightmare was and why I was like, nope, I will write it and you will have a hard copy and please (laughs) don't lose it. And that is that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that in the end, that was the smarter thing to do. I mean, luckily (laughs) I I haven't heard of anyone's bar exam being lost, but you know, I think a couple stories here and there, but you know, you try not to listen to those. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Especially when you're studying, like any story you hear of anyone not passing, you're just like, la la la. Right, right, right. Yeah. I still remember somebody, I think it was, it, this was after like the New York part and we were going to New Jersey and 
this girl sitting next to me, I, she went to a very good law school and, you know, but I almost killed her because like halfway through, you know, taking it, she's like, oh, this is so easy, don't you think? And I was just, don't, don't be that person. Don't be that person. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, no. And, but yeah. you know what I found? I don't know about you, but when I was in law school, my first semester, I found the people who talked most, the people that I thought were like, yes. they just knew everything. Yes. Um, at our law school, after first semester, if you were in the bottom, I can't remember if it was 25% or bottom 10%, they put you in like a remedial class. Ooh, and yeah. if you mm -hmm. were in that class, you weren't in this other class. And I remember... I, I luckily was not the bottom 25%. <laughs> <laughs> and so the first day you kind of look around and you're like, oh, who's missing? You know, like who's in that bottom, yeah. mm -hmm. the yeah. remedial class. And most of the people in that class were the people who I thought really had a handle on everything because oh, they just God. were talking nonstop. And I just was like, oh, if you're talking, you know, like I equated, like if you're talking and speaking in class, like right. obviously, you know, have such a handle on this information. Right. And that to me was like one of the biggest lessons I learned. I was like, oh, so, and I always try to remember that because yeah. there are lots of lawyers who like to hear themselves talk these days. And, uh, you know, I, you, I feel like that really showed me that I'm like, just because they're, they're, they seem very comfortable. I'm uh -huh. like, they know what they're talking about. They right. They don't necessarily. No, no. And I mean, also we're paid to talk. So that's kind of a side yeah. effect. Of <laughs> that is sort true. That self, is true. Self-selecting, I feel like. but Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Certainly on the on the other part, the joke that I like to make about, you know, entering the bar that we all like to drink. It sounds like you certainly enjoyed yeah. New York life through your creating of this blog. So I really do try and, you know, make the most of it. But... I, I also, I'm like on our um, office's morale committee now for like scarily like seven years. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so I love planning parties. I just went to a conference in um, Chicago and it's kind of like, we call it like ad law prom because <laughs> like everyone who does advertising is there. And um, we, you know, all the different law firms take out different people. They have different parties and dinners and everything. And we went out one night and dragged out a group of like all these partners to a dueling piano bar and oh we were dancing God. on the stage. <laughs> and like when I told people in my office, like who I got to come out with me, they're like, what? What? <laughs> you? Like, so I, I do always try to, you know, take advantage of, you know, any free time and yeah. time to do, you know, when you're away from your kids, you're like, I never Party. get to go out until two yeah. in the morning. Like, this sounds like a great idea. And then the next morning, you're like, oh, now I remember. Yeah. The next morning when my alarm went off at six, right. the conference at eight, I, or whatever it was, I was like, oh, why couldn't I just have gone home after dinner? And, and when does it watch a movie in bed? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Well, one thing, another thing I always ask on this podcast is, you know, because you have such joy, you know, obviously, in what you're doing. And what's some, some good advice you would give them if they wanted to kind of achieve the same balance or get into your area? So I'd say um, when you're in law school, definitely, you know, internships um, and being a good intern goes a long way. I hate to be like so stereotypical about millennials, but 
we have had such insane experiences lately where we will hire an intern, we'll have, you know, a written commitment from them and they will just the day before they're supposed to start say like, oh, hey, sorry, found something else that worked out better, like best of luck. And we're just like, what? And these will be like internships that are going to have credit through their schools. So, you know, we're just like, how are you doing this? Um, So professionalism goes a long way. Um, Always. And especially like even the bare minimum these days, we have had interns who are just like, they'll come in with their suitcase. And like, I'm leaving early today. I'm going, you know, out of town. And we're just like, that's fine. But most of the time interns used to ask if that's where they (laughs) tell us that that's what they're doing. Um, But then I'd say, um, networking mm-hmm. is like the, I had an old coworker. We, we all met the same, the same night at, um, what law firm, there was a, a, an event that we met at, but, um, she taught me so much that like how important it is to actually network. And I feel like that was one of the best life lessons that she taught me and that I try to teach our interns. And then also the art of following up. Yes is so important. That's really, I feel like if you want something, you know, follow up, mm-hmm. keep trying mm-hmm. for, if you want to work at a place, you know, every few months, continue checking in saying that you, you know, you really want to do it. Um, Absolutely. and yeah. And you know, if you, if people want to get into blogging, um, I'd say the same thing about, or sorry, for freelance writing, I'd sure. say the same thing. You're just, oh, you know, yeah. editors that, are right? so overwhelmed with, you know, people wanting to freelance. I'd say, you know, going to events and actually meeting editors in person, if they're, you know, I know for travel writing, there is um, an event called Travel Massive. Travel where, Massive, interesting. Yeah, they have like, um, you know, they'll have it sponsored by, say, like a tourism board or a hotel or, and they'll have like, drinks and, you know, like a whole event for people to network. And if you can actually meet people in person, um, that email, you know, your pitches are going to go a lot further. And then if you're just, Hey, you know, I'm a writer, mm-hmm. I love writing and mm-hmm. I don't know who you are. Um, so yeah, that goes a long way. Um, so yeah, networking and all that fun stuff that maybe seems a little, it, it sounds annoying like to do, but then once you're doing it, you're like, Oh, it's just going and getting drinks and getting to know people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because I used to, you know, I just want to like go home after work. And and then, you know, I was like, Oh wait, it's just free drinks. I'm going to meet people. Um, so yeah, I think that that's my best advice. Um, and if you want to become a blogger, um, you are going to have to be consistency and, um, you know, keep at it because I think the market for blogs now is so oversaturated. I kind of got in at the tail end of, um, probably where it wasn't as, as, as difficult 10 years ago as, as it is now. Um, you know, it seems like there is a blog for everything, but I'd say set yourself apart, you know, try to have a niche and do something that you love because it's going to be a lot easier to be consistent and continuously post about something that you feel passionate about. Um, don't just try to do it for the free stuff because the free (laughs) stuff does not come for a long time, especially now. Um, you really have to write every few days or every week and they have to be quality posts and, 
um, you know, they, it has to be stuff that you're paying for on your own. If you are just, you know, trying to get free stuff, it, it comes through. Um, Mm -hmm. so I feel like Mm -hmm. these days trying to maybe 10 years ago, you could have gotten, you know, done a blog and really gotten just a lot of free stuff and PR firms. Like, you know, there are ways like they check, not just your followers, they check to see, you know, engagement and, and all that stuff. And, and, um, what's, what's the name of your, your website now? I think it's a different name, right? Yes. Now it's katielara.com. I mean, I, I have kept the name Smarty Panties because I, I do one day, my dream is to have like an underwear line, um, (laughs) that will, you know, I'm, it's, it's always on like the most, most, most back burner in the back of my mind, but one day, maybe when my daughter is older and I have more time, that would be the dream. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, this has uh, been great. This has been great. Hopefully my advice helps someone if they're trying to, you know, get out of maybe a corporate life or at least start some kind of side, side, side passion hustle. project. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the side hustle. That's right. That's right. Well, yeah. Well, for listeners, yeah, it's, um, it's, been a pleasure here and you know listening to to katie's katie's side hustle and her main job and her wonderful uh infectious joyous um delight in life (laughs) and (laughs) i'll just keep adding adjectives (laughs) and um thanks for listening to entering the bar with liz lash and that's a wrap you can always check us out at enteringthebar.com As a reminder, all opinions on this show are made in our personal capacity and don't reflect the views of our employers. You've been listening to Entering the Bar with Liz Lash. (laughs) 